well, there's this trend that's happening on TikTok, and it says, so you think you know your bestie? Oh. Which of these, and then it does a thing, would they choose? And it poses like a top five or a top ten. So, <laughs> okay, Scott, you think you know me? You think you and I are really friends? I'm going to put that to the test. So I think I can Willie. Let's say, which I don't, and it's not because it's a choice, it's just because of who I am, but let's say I went the other way and I wanted to choose a new a new fictional boyfriend. All right. Which one do you think I would choose? Had uh, had any of them be interested in me? That's a rhetorical question. We're going to assume based on this that they all are, and this is something that you and I are going to ship me in. Okay, you ready? Oh, so is there a list or do I have I'm to about, think I'm, of... No, 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 I'm going to oh, give okay, you a okay, list. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a top five. I'm going to give you a top five. I was like, there's so many fictional boyfriends for me to choose for you. <laughs> In this scenario, here are your top five choices of people that you have to pick which one I would have picked. So we're going to start with Captain America. All right. Followed by Harry Potter. Okay. Moving quickly into, from Stranger Things, Steve Harrington. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh huh? We're then going to switch over to Jim Halpert from The Office. All right, all right. And lastly, maybe a little young, but hey, we're going to go with Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Oh, these are all very good. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take out Peter Parker and Captain America because I feel that if you if you dated Captain America no matter how much uh, he says he's into you. He's always going to have a crush on Peggy. Like, that's always going to be the back. You're always going to be number two. No matter, you can never be number one. Uh, I'm going to take out Peter Parker as Spider-Man because I feel like he's too young and irrational. And he's he's still got a lot of growing up to do. We've seen that several times in his movies. He's just, he's too young for you. And, you know, I- illegality aside. Uh, we'll, let, we'll let Zendaya figure him out. Exactly, exactly. He needs to, he needs to grow up some too. I mean, he's shooting webs all over the place. It's gross. You'd have to clean up after him constantly. That's puberty. Yep. Okay, Harry Potter is a strong candidate for you because we've talked about how if you just could make up any fantasy world, you'd decide to break the laws of physics and, you know, be a wizard. One of my forearms does have a wand tattooed on it, so, okay. That's right. That's right. And you beat that wand mercilessly at night. So... He's strong, strong contender. Jim Halpert. Mm, I don't, I don't know. He's, he's, he's kind of like the strong silent type. He makes all those cute jokes that you like. Also a strong contender. My pick is going to be Steve because I feel like you do your hair like Steve almost every single day. And he's, he's brave like you want. He can be brave when you can't. He's. He's able to uh, connect with kids, which I know is very important to you. You know, he took that little uh, little uh, gap tooth kid under his under his wing, and also into lesbians. He's yeah yeah. He's just he's. I think he's the candidate. My pick for you is Kit Harrington. You know, I'm not going to rank them. I'm not going to force rank them for you. But what I will tell you, Scott, is you were so close yet so <sighs> so far because. Uh, it's got to be Captain America. It's the arms. I thought it was the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome 
to the front podcast of the internet. I am your host, Scott, and that's the other host over there, Willie. Willie? What, what, what Willie? Uh, what, what's that you got on there, Willie? What are you wearing today? Well, you know, Scott, um, I'm an adult, some might I, say. I think so, according to your driver's license, at least. But we all have those adolescent urges. That That's not a euphemism. I mean, every day, yeah. Maybe and twice. Ever since I was growing up, I have had the fondest memory of the Mighty Ducks series from the very first one back in, what, 1992? Something like that. All the way through the third one that when they went off to preparatory school, which was really just a version of college, but they were too young. It's really weird. Yeah, I think every single one of them was in college or college age at that time. So they should have just moved it to college. But Considering that one of them was fully tattooed in the second movie, yeah, I mean, what kind of parent is like... Yeah, you're 15. Go for it. And and they I think they all had full beards in the third one, too. Yeah. So that was just strange. Well, this is probably weird for people just listening to the show, but I am wearing an original Mighty Ducks jersey that I got online, and I feel whole again. I know that any Minnesota kid who was into hockey, like, absolutely wanted to be in the Mighty Ducks movie or, like, be a part of that team. Like, it resonated so well with us here in our great state. I'm kind of jealous. But I also know, and you know, considering what we talked about at the in the in the cold open there, if we can, uh, I don't know if you can reach back behind you, other arm. Yep. Oh, oh, you almost got it right there. I got you a present that is very similar to what you're wearing right now for your birthday one year. I think this is one of my favorite presents I've ever received. And for those who are uh, on the podcast, it is a drawing it's like a print but somebody drew all three of the mighty ducks jerseys now real quickly before we kick off the show i uh, speaking of sports we teased a couple weeks back the possibility of us doing a reddit fantasy league which is as fantasy as it sounds i i reached out to a couple people we did uh, a test run of the league and it looks like it is going to work so for anybody listening to this episode, uh, by now, you hopefully will have seen me tease this and uh, on our socials. Uh, we're going to be doing this, and I think we're going to shoot for July as the launch, all four, five weeks of July, whatever it is. I'm, I, like I've said many times, I'm bad at math, but uh, we're going to have a fantasy league, and if you're interested, please let us know. Please sign up as quickly as possible because we want to get this thing off the ground and what are we going to give away willie so we're we're still working out some details but uh some actual money prizes so no money to enter it's gonna be free so we're just giving our money because we want to because this would be fun so neither scott nor i will be participating we will be officiating as your unbiased very biased judges you pick which one of us is which yeah so anybody who's into fantasy uh whether it's fantasy sports or fantasy bachelor please join the league and uh win some cool stuff now scott i want to talk about cool things really quick so this past week i've probably sent you three or four or at least in my head i've sent them to you some videos videos of, of people working out and doing unbelievable things yeah, I I also appreciate that some of them were not clothed, and uh, yeah, that was, that was just a nice little pick-me-up in the middle of the week. really needed it. All, all, all dudes, to be fair. I know 
I know who's listening to the show. Just Scott's not in trouble. It's fine. I'm not sending him anything inappropriate. But I I sent you a, a link here. This is from a subreddit that maybe we've only mentioned once or twice. It's a subreddit called Be Amazed. And this week, there is a gif of a woman doing something that can only be described as amazing. Can you let the listeners know what's happening? Right. Okay, so there is this woman who is doing a free climb on uh, some sort of climbing apparatus. And she is, she's from Japan, according to the, the climbing outfit. Is there like a, there must be like some, there must be several world championships of climbing, but she is completely upside down, <laughs> hanging off these, uh, oh, climbers, forgive me, I don't know what they're called, but the, the rocks, they're, boulders. they're green boulders. Okay, she's bouldering upside down. And wow, that is some envious strength. I will say that. I'm not going to I'm not going to paint myself into a corner and say I'll never be able to do that, but I'm pretty sure I never will. <laughs> so, ha- have you ever been rock climbing? Several times, yes. Not actual rock climbing, but only indoor simulated yeah. rock. What was your experience of rock climbing? Uh, a lot of fear. I brought several pairs of shorts just in case. One time, actually, you know what? It's a mixture of fear and embarrassment when you go for the very first time or the very first few times because I don't know if you know this, Willie, but you have to wear a harness that pretty much cinches up your uh, kibbles and bits and puts them on display for everybody there. And were you just embarrassed because of it? Like, not only were you bouldering up the wall, but you had a boulder in your pants? Yeah, it got in the way several times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you ask our friend Josh about the last time he and I went, uh, he'll tell you some stories. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but then there's also that fear of like, okay, I can climb six feet off the ground and not feel bad because if I fall, I, I think I can like land on my feet and kind of bounce up without getting hurt. But once you get 10, 15, 20 feet in the air, now you're like, okay, this is where anybody's genetically imbued fear of heights kicks in. The the fight or flight response starts starts uh, boiling up in your in your adrenaline starts rising it's a uh, it's a thrilling slash terrifying experience so you mentioned the fear of heights i uh, recently watched a ted talk by I, I can't remember his name but he's the guy from free solo ted ted did ted talk it was ted's brother oh fred let's look up his name just just so everybody knows uh yeah ted's brother his name is alex Honnold, A-H-O-N-N-O-L-D. Are you sure it wasn't Luke or Leia? They freed Solo. It was Ben. ben. All right, now that we've run this joke into the ground, <laughs> his TED Talk, essentially he said, listen, I don't have a fear of heights. You don't have a fear of heights. You have a fear of falling. I guess I don't fear 10,000 feet in the air as a, as a general thing to be afraid of. So he says, I'm afraid of falling all the time. I, I, I look at this video of this woman rock climbing at this championship match. And I think, all right, you're at the peak of your competitive, fear-inducing sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My question for you, what is the most daring thing you've gotten yourself into? Now, while you think about that, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, give, you, I'll mm-hmm. give you a minute to think. I've done a few things. On my bucket list, I, I definitely want to go skydiving. I think that that would be so fun. Same. 
on the other hand, I have done a few things and I've witnessed over the years that I am the worst when it comes to fear. So growing up, same, <laughs> uh, we, we, we would go camping in just south of the boundary waters and we would go tubing. We had a boat and we would all get on the back of this tube while I was so scared growing up that I made my uncle drive the slowest he possibly could. We would also go cliff diving. And I remember cliff diving. I think I could only get up to about 10 feet before jumping because of how terrifying it was. Meanwhile, my cousins and my sister, who are all four or five years older than me, are jumping off of like 30 foot drops. That's insane. So I don't really have many daring things except for going like 130 miles an hour in my car. Well, that's just dumb. I, I honestly like I'm a I'm a big scaredy cat when it comes to these types of things. So like when I was growing up for me, doing something daring was like like driving 100 miles an hour for the very first time uh, on my way back from a Metallica concert just because I could or you're such a badass. I know. Um yeah, yeah, I, I, I can think, like, I, I went mountain climbing once, but honestly, like, my my heart rate gets pumping when I try to talk to girls. Like, that was one of the most daring things that I had to overcome. Uh, I one still of my haven't overcome fears. that. Uh, <laughs> there, there. You'll, you'll get it one day. Speaking of things that are daring, this week in r slash movies people i would i would say the people who do this are daring uh lots of people other people to not come after them and murder them in their sleep and what i mean is somebody posted i hate inconsistent movie volume in every single movie or series there's a horrible ratio between action scene volume and conversation volume Every time I need to up the volume so I can at least understand what's being said in a conversation before being blasted away by a sudden action scene, forcing me to quickly lower it again. Those people who are like mixing things for us at home, like it's kind of like the same people who, for whatever reason, decided like, oh, okay, you're watching network TV. But when you get up, uh, when the commercials come on, we're just going to crank the volume up 10 levels so you can hear us all the way from the kitchen or wherever other room you've stepped into meanwhile anybody else sued for that yeah anybody else who's just sitting in the room not getting up is now deaf so they're doing the same thing in movies and willie have you experienced this oh yeah i i think it is one of the biggest annoyances one might have and it's probably why i tend to listen to all audio on headphones that and i really want to avoid the the meme of playing porn over the speakers in the living room. <laughs> I've, I've found myself turning on subtitles because of this, in addition to my ear issues. You need subtitles for porn? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, when you're, when you're, they're not really like really clear in their moaning. It's, yeah, so you want to know if it's O, O, O or ah, ah, ah. If it's ah, I mean, you don't want the person to be in pain. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not something I'm into. I'm not into that pain stuff. So now the uh, ooh, ooh, Right. So you, you take notes when the, when the good noises oh, come up. Okay. Seven, <laughs> seven. Yep. Got it. Exactly. Uh, so if you go down into the comments, you'll read that somebody posted, another explain like i'm five where they talked about this and it sounds like that 
the mixers who create these shows and movies and stuff have to try and do it for theaters. They have to try and do it for Netflix. They have to try and do it for DVDs. They have to try and do it for like Dolby 5.1 and 7.1 mixes. And there's just so many different options. They're just like, fuck it. I, I can't, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna bother. Like you get the movie version and that's it. Having a range of audio as somebody who edits this podcast, you want quiet things to be quiet. You want them to feel intimate and tense, like a quiet place. The loud moments pull you into the film and terrify the shit out of you. If you haven't seen A Quiet Place, go see it, because now that theaters are opening up, we need to go see A Quiet Place, too. But Today's the, episode is brought to you by... <laughs> John Krasinski, always in second place. He was my second place. Yeah, I, I understand. Anyways, but then they want the loud moments to be super loud, and I, I think that's... that person is saying in the comments is saying all of the correct things they don't care about normalizing that audio bringing the high ends up and the low ends other way around the high ends lower and the low ends higher they don't care about normalizing that audio now if somebody was smart and create wanted to create a a tool using some machine learning they could do it and then we won't have to deal with this bs yeah, there's got to be some AI out there that compensates or like get, you can set up for like I am watching on Netflix. So home theater system program for Netflix. Let's do this, Scott. Let's create an AI that is very analog and it is just a mini robot and it listens. It's in your room. It's listening and it hears the volume and we just program it to just turn the dial. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. I, right. I was thinking like maybe we could have them watch it first and then they know exactly when to turn the volume up and volume down. And it can also give ratings and put it on Rotten Tomatoes for us. No, no, no. It has to be real time because it has to take the action for us. And we, we want that robot to like, uh, your TV still has a knob, right? My TV still has a knob. Yes. Is it a bunch, a bunch of knobs just no. on the right side, wood on buttons. the corner. No, I've got buttons. Oh, well. It programs and then it looks at you and it gives you a thumbs up. And if you give it a thumbs up back, it says, hell yeah. And then it, it leaves it at that. And if you give it a thumbs down, it cries. That sounds great. We can uh, we can start testing it with those uh, with those other short videos that you watch all the time. It's just going to be a thumbs up the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Louder. <laughs> oh, man. Now. I don't really have a good transition for this one, Scott, so you're just going to have to go with me here. And where that is, is to ancient Greece. So uh, this week in the subreddit, Interesting AF, uh, there was a post that said before and after the excavation of the ancient Greek stadium. See this post? I have seen this post because it was truly interesting AF. I didn't understand... The first time, because I kind of scrolled by it really quickly, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this picture before. But then it showed up again, like somebody else posted it, cross-posted it, and somewhere else. And I, I, I was like, what's, what's the big deal? They just, like, kind of mowed the lawn, and it was there. But no, it was like a true excavation. Like, people dug this out of the ground. And for, uh, for anybody who's not been to ancient, ancient Greece... Uh, or current Greece, and seen uh, the remains of ancient Greece and maybe had a rub and tug done by a random dude, you would understand that Willie has. True story. But uh, going back to this picture... Not sensationalized at all. <laughs> you don't have to pay for that, right? Like, that was free. It was just random and free. No, I had to pay for it. 
<laughs> Years of therapy. But <laughs> <laughs> For those uninitiated, I'll tell the, uh, the Greek thermal bath another time. So podcasters listening at home, it is what looks to be a small little valley of trees and grass and a couple rocks strewn about on the side of I don't know. Is that a road right past there? Maybe it's a farm yeah. field or something road. like that. They but, have highways uh, just like us. It's definitely a noticeable dip. Almost looks like a, a crater or something. A glacier came to a stop there. The second picture is what they dug away revealed to be this Olympic-like stadium with just... Uh, actually, I know for, for the Wisconsin football fans, it kind of looks like Lambeau Field. It's just all... Uh, what are those called? Right? Why? Marble? Why is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are the seats called? The stadium seats. Oh fuck! <laughs> We're so dumb. <laughs> you can see how much into sports like we really are. Seating. Yeah, but it's it's like the benches that you would have at high school football games. Why is this escaping my? What are they called? Bleachers. Bleachers. Yes, it just looks like a bunch of marble bleachers. God, we're uh, so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh man getting old getting now, real I, old i sent you this photo not only is this interesting the work that has to go into excavating something like this but for me growing up i was not into history i think that was one of my least favorite classes no i just can't believe you were like not into history it's so for me that was like one of the most paid attention to things that i i did in school anytime somebody talked about wars and how we came to be, I was just like, well, that's really cool. I, I wasn't into it until it became something tangible. So when I was in living in Greece for uh, a few months, we went and saw this. Incredible. And you would, have, you would have had no idea that it was underneath all of this. You can get in there. You can walk up on all of the steps. It's crazy. But really, I want to tell you this. Whoa, just, whoa, whoa. You can walk on this? Yeah. You can walk oh. on almost everything that is isn't that a problem older. though haven't they like stopped that so it doesn't wear down and you know just kind of on wear away on certain things they have i think the challenge here is that maybe i have a skewed version of this when we were there we were we were chaperoned by one of the lead the leaders in archaeology for greece so we just kind of had a golden key to get into things nice okay so I want to tell you this story. We we got on a ferry and we went to some of the different islands to study some of the ancient architecture or just weird moments in time that that societies had left. Have you heard of the Island of Rhodes? I can't say that I have. No. It, and it's not like streets. It's not these little pathways. That's not Rhodes. R-H-O-D-E-S. Rhodes. Is that where all the scholars come from? You've seen the photo of this. You've probably played Assassin's Creed games where they bring in all of this crazy lore from from history and sensationalize it. Well, there are there's something called the Seven Wonders of the Ancient World, some of which is around and some of which isn't. I didn't realize the impact that the Island of Rhodes would have on me until after visiting. I've played Civilization. I, I have, uh, I'm familiar. I, I just sent you a link from the History Channel. One of the seven wonders of the ancient world. And this is seven. called the Colossus of Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Everybody had to pass under his sack 
<laughs> yeah, How did you get into this harbor? <laughs> it's the giant statue on either side of a waterway into the main harbor of this this ancient city in Greece. Part of me wishes we still did this. It's just cool. We went to this island. We got to see where that would be. And I, it wasn't until recently that I realized how huge this thing is. This is like 30 stories tall. Oh, damn. And they built it over the water. 30 stories. So that would be like where I used to work. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it says it's 100 feet. Oh, I don't know. That's probably, that that's probably about 10 stories. 10 stories. All right. That's a little smaller. Not as impressive. But, you know, size doesn't matter. At least that's what I'm told. I mean, his size is probably a full story. <laughs> I'm sure it was definitely a story for several people. So you got to see this. Was was there anything there when you went? Is it like his toes or his feet? Maybe an ankle? Nothing. Okay. That's too bad. Nothing. But what was there is a crazy tunnel system. This is something that I don't think people would normally be able to get to see. You can walk around the whole island pretty fast, but... We walked in through one of the, the walls and just kind of probably illegally walked through all of the little passageways. Like if you're watching Game of Thrones and all the characters are running through these like hidden passageways and walls, we did that. Cool. Did you get lost? Oh, we totally got lost. <laughs> but like serendipitously, we walked up to a, a locked gate at the top of this staircase and we're like, mm-hmm. how the hell do we get out? Do we climb this? Do we climb <laughs> over this like metal gate? Our, our, <laughs> our like handler, if you will, walks around the corner. He's like, oh, hey, guys, want me to unlock <sighs> that? And we're like, yes, please. Nice. We've been down here for hours. <laughs> I did that in Germany, Germany or Austria. There's this, uh, there's this city called Hamburg or something like that. Anyway, it's an old walled off city. And so we were exploring and we had to, we were a choir. So we were going to sing a concert in the middle of the, in the middle of the city. And so we had a couple hours to like explore. And so we were looking around at gift shops and stuff. And some of us went to the wall and there was a spot where you could climb up and we just started running around <laughs> down the wall. And when we came down, we're like, okay, well this, this is a city, like all the road should point to the center, right? And we started just walking back where we thought was the center. Nope, got super lost. And as it turns out, nobody speaks English in this, in this little uh, city town. You know, they tend so, to not speak English in yeah. other countries. We, we showed up late to the concert, uh, but like some nice couple eventually saw our, our, we were all wearing the same jacket and we were just like, oh yeah, they, they pointed to our jackets and they pointed like down the street <laughs> and we we're like, oh, thank God. Whew. That's amazing. Speaking of amazing and tying into, uh, you know, foreign countries, this week in r slash interesting AF, not to, uh, not to copy, but I'm going to anyway. There, this post is called Vilnius has put up a statue that offers a portal to the Polish city of Lublin, allowing people to see each other in real time. Willie, I just sent you the link. Tell us what this looks like. If you have ever played the game Portal, it resembles this in almost zero ways except for <laughs> shape. And not even that. The shape in Portal it's- is an oval. It's, it's round. It's, it's like a circle. Yeah. It, it looks like two discs made out of thick stone with kind of a, 
what are those circle lights called that you every ring lights yeah like a ring light put around a, a mirror did you ever see the movie stargate oh it looks like a stargate yeah like yeah, a tiny it, one like a small stargate yeah this is super fascinating though how cool is this i would love this in like several cities if this is the future of communication I'm into it. I am 100% into this to just be able to walk up. I want to be able to talk too. Like it looks like there's a little kind of like rectangular platform that the portal itself is sitting on. I would like it if you stood on that, if it would activate a microphone and you could just be like, hey man, what's up? Yeah, I, I would wonder about that too, because like if there's a microphone, I would, you know, kind of what I've talked about before when we were talking about AI in the past. Like, I think everything just is uh, generally skews negative. Even, uh, we, we just can't have anything nice. <laughs> Somebody's always going to ruin it. So, yeah. so like for this thing, my number one question would be like, how quickly is somebody going to like swear or like curse somebody out over it or decide to go streaking in front of it, you know, or just not go streaking in front of it. Just kind of like, stand there all all proud and uh, like the scholar of roads just saying <laughs> here i am remember hold on they're still in in public on the other side i know <laughs> like, i know they're gonna just stand there with their butt cheek hanging out saying like Check are, out you, my dick. Are, are you kidding me totally people would there's people who are super daring and like aren't afraid of heights and aren't afraid of public nudity and would love That's to it have somebody in you know if if we had one in los angeles and one in new york to say like all right this is what a new york dong looks like what do you got i i mean it's probably better than a new york dong let's be fair um i i do i do want to point something out though you brought up a really interesting topic here this idea of like adding chaos to the world we always assume our brain like our stupid monkey brains always immediately think of the worst possible scenario I'm not going to be able to find this video, but this guy wanted to test this theory. And in the video, he lives really close to like a, a hiking path. And I think it's probably somewhere in like California. So he went to part of the path and he chained up a cooler, put ice in it and filled it with water. And then he put up a lockbox that you can you can like put money into. And he said, hey, don't be a dick. There's water in the cooler for a dollar. He linked his Venmo account, his Cash App account, and then provided this this lockbox. In like the week that he did it, not only did nobody steal the cooler, but he had a hundred percent return on investment. Nobody stole a bottle of water. That's awesome. And it's the most trivial thing. Somebody could just be going on a hike and they're like, I don't have a dollar. I don't want to go through this work. I'm going to just steal this thing. I'm going to take a lock cutter and I'm going to steal this dude's cooler and I'm going to walk it out of the park. He, nobody did any of that stuff. And he even received money in his Venmo and Cash App account. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be what we can hope is like the goodness in people coming out and coming to the forefront, rising to the top. It's just, it seems like we have to prepare for the worst things now. But going back to this uh, this little portal thing, what what would you do if you got to see this? Would you would you go see it maybe once and just kind of say like, oh, that was cool, or would you go back, you know, once a month? Do you think this would have lasting effect, or would it just be something that people eventually ignore? I wanna I wanna see it going a little bit further. So it says that it's between Vilnius, Vilnius, and Vilnius. Lublin. What? country is that in vilnius is in lithuania 
I, I want to see something like this go a little bit further. I want to see it link more countries. So uh, imagine, if you will, that it's switching between multiple areas. Or imagine cool that you see. can go from like New York to to the yeah. UK or, or New yeah, York yeah, yeah, yeah. to Spain. If, if there could only be one, I would say that's really cool. Otherwise, it would be awesome to kind of do like uh, a circle of these things, kind of all facing out. And then so you could walk around and see different cities all at once. I think like we've reached this really interesting point in in 2021 that the top com- comment kind of sums up maybe a lot of uh, listeners feelings where it says people 100 years ago would have lost their minds. People today would look at this and go, huh, neat. Yeah, it's this is an amazing piece of technology that hopefully gets gets used for good and continues to bring the world together rather than causes people to just say hey let's uh let's let's make a mockery of this this world wonder like current technological world wonder i think one of the one of the easiest i want to make a retraction from earlier i think one of the ways that this should be set up is not in somewhere like the u.s and the uk i want it to go to countries that if this were to be in the U.S., I want the portal to be in a country that most people don't understand. Throw, throw, throw it in Iraq. Throw it somewhere like Ethiopia. Allow us to get a view. Allow people in the United States who are generally uncultured swine, like myself, I can't speak for, for the whole audience, to have a view into other people's worlds and to unify these communities of people that are, are the only thing we really get a sense of is what the media tells us. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be really, really cool. And from a from a chaotic point of view, you could just drop one of these in uh, next to those uh, like those communities that have never seen another human and that are technically kind of protected. And just be like, "Come on, all right, we gotta we gotta bring you gotta bring you into the to this century. Let's let's just Scott go here's with true chaos. <laughs> here's your god portal." <laughs> <laughs> Remember, remember, remember that that monolith that was moving around, <laughs> right? It's just the this community of people just minding their own damn business walks out to a giant stone because <laughs> to them it would be a giant stone with this uh, yeah, with this crazy <laughs> just showing some douchebag <laughs> on the streets of New York wearing like. An overly destroyed uh, shirt that he paid five thousand like dollars for from Kanye West, going, <laughs> or a really like really crappy uh, Elmo costume. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of those dudes painted gold on the side of the street. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine what these uh, what these uh, tribes would think of the the naked cowboy <laughs> of New York. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We are all over the internet. You can find us uh, on Instagram at sub for that. You find us on Twitter at sub the number four that. You can email us at sub for that podcast at gmail.com or you can uh, do what the Gen Zers are doing. You can follow us over at TikTok at sub for that podcast. And if you really like the show, please, 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 please give us a rating. On whatever podcast platform you listen to, give us a like, or a follow, or a subscribe on our YouTube. You know, or more importantly, tell a friend. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's 
Too afraid to ask. Secret compartments. Or cryptocurrency news. There's a sub. Oh, that!